0: Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania.
1: And welcome into the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, we're a week into February and it's the same story. We're talking recruiting, aren't we?
0: i mean as long as the momentum carries then then we're here and uh, it's an interesting thing with recruiting where momentum does come in spurts and oftentimes you do see similar positions end up getting grouped together because spots are filling up and guys are trying to claim the spots that are left and that's what we've seen uh recently both in the 2022 and tw- the 22 class on national signing day and then in 23 and 24 as well
1: You know, um, James Franklin, since they started having the early signing period, he likes to be very efficient, get all his work done by December, and there's not a lot of news with the February deadline. So there wasn't a lot, but there was a couple nuggets, a couple things uh, to wrap up. Let's start there. Let's start with Tyrese Mills. He's the safety out of Lackawanna Junior College. Stop me if you've heard that story before. Safety from that uh, JUCO. And he's been committed to Penn State for a while. Apparently there was just some things going on with academics that had to be cleared up. So wasn't a surprise, but it was good news. Uh, Tyrese Mills is officially a Nittany Lion.
0: Yeah, to get to the finish line with him, I think we learned at, what was it in the 2018 class with Shaquan Anderson Butts, who was Micah Parsons' teammate at Harrisburg, that when you have some things to, to wrap up before you can sign your paperwork, you you just kind of can't take it for granted. You know, the kid the kid has to take care of business, whatever needs to be formalized or classes need to be passed or whatever boxes you need to check, um, you you have to watch it to the to all the way to the finish. And Tyrese Mills uh, put in the work. He got that done. He wasn't able to to sign December the only one of the class who was not able to sign in December Uh, so now he signs on the dotted line I think just it's funny that you know with that recent history with Jaquan Brisker and with Jair Brown coming um, from Lackawanna you just kind of assume that Tyrese Mills is going to be a really really good player don't you
1: you do I've already just accepted that's that's the way this works and It's probably not fair to the kid, but that's the expectation level. And as I always say, kudos goes out to whoever's the safeties coach at Lackawanna because he just keeps churning these guys out. And it was interesting listening to James Franklin talk about him, and he got me all the more excited in talking about Mills.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think his his player comparison. You know, when you throw out Marcus Allen and the impact that he had at Penn State um, during his time there. Uh, you get a a little excited because I don't think James Franklin throws out that comparison, you know, willy-nilly. Now, I think I I would take it more as a playing style and not saying he's going to repeat what Marcus Allen did when it comes to accomplishment, but still, I think that's a a little bit of a change from the past couple recruiting classes where you're getting a guy who's going to be able to play downhill and play in the box um, and be able to play and run support like Marcus Allen did, and uh, I I think that's a good mix to this competition. Somebody who wants to play physical and somebody who wants to play and run support that's their natural inclination um, sometimes you get a guy who's a dynamic athlete and their move to safety requires them to be more physical than they're used to if they come from cornerback or or something like that um, so you don't have to teach Tyrese Mills to, to play physical and to get in the box and to kind of uh, play that third linebacker role in sub packages he's already equipped to do that and I think that's a nice addition to this group of safeties in this 22 class too
1: it really is. And there was one more addition that we didn't know about until midday Wednesday signing day. And, in fact, James Franklin made the announcement middle of his press conference that they indeed had signed um, another offensive lineman by the name of Vega Ione from the state of Washington. Now, we know he had visited, but it was between Penn State and and University of Washington. And I just sensed the home team would have the advantage here. But lo and behold, Penn State needing another offensive lineman. They got him, Dusty.
0: They, they pull through, and I actually had to practice this name. I think it was, um, uh, I had my colleague Daniel Gallen, who cited Ryan Snyder from Blue White Illustrated on the pronunciation of the name, which is Vega Iwane. Ioane. So when you look at it, it it is kind of phonetically if you if you you know just pronounce all the letters there but 6'4", um, 64320 interior offensive lineman um, I think You know what you've seen from Penn State and the way that they've recruited in 2023, which now four out of the eight commits in that class are offensive linemen. The only one in 2024 is an offensive lineman. The most recent run um, has been at the offensive line position, which we'll touch a little bit more on that in a moment. Um, This is another addition here, and clearly, you know, I don't think it's it's necessarily an instant response to the way that they played in 2021, but it is a response to where their numbers are. And they need an, an infusion of young talent at a number of positions, including in the, those interior spots. And they get one of Vega Ioane, who um, was committed to Washington before he's a three-star. He's a big kid moves pretty well. Um, Penn state is always looking for guys who play right up to the whistle without playing dirty. And he looks like he's got that inclination to him. Also, um, you know, I, I'm curious to hear what what our good guy, what our guy uh, Ross Tucker has to say about his game. But he looks like an interior guy all the way. Um, you know, one thing that stood out to me, just my amateur opinion, is that you know. Uh, you need a temperament playing along the offensive line. Obviously, in the run game, to plow forward and be physical and finish what he's got. He just looks like he's got a little bit of calmness about him when he is in pass protection. Like, he's not rushing through the motions. He's not going through his technique too quick. He's not diving at opposing pass rushers. And I think that's a good thing to have is to kind of, you know, you have to let the action come to you a little bit while still keeping them at arm's length. And it looks like he's got a, a base to build off of there. So, certainly a lot to to still work work on you know over the next few years with Phil Troutwine but it's a pretty solid addition at the tail end of this class and just another offensive lineman that clearly the program needs right now
1: and you alluded to just numbers on a a roster at the collegiate level you probably want to go at least three deep if not four deep at most positions and Penn State was barely too deep with scholarship players at the offensive line, so you're right. They need quality and quantity, and that's what they're they're shooting for in these next couple classes. Um, Dustin, making note, you had something to add to that. Yeah, I think just to piggyback off your
0: thought. You know, I think it's great that Penn State values the versatile guys, the swing guys who can play guard and tackle. But I think in a perfect world, you know, again, to your point, you would like for that to be a bonus. You can use that to manage your roster. You don't need perfect numbers at the position if you've got some swing guys. But I don't think that, you know, you you can have that that's not the solution along the offensive line. You you can't make up for a lack of numbers by having you know a bunch of guys play multiple spots. So I think Penn State wants that. They need that, but I think they need the numbers too.
1: Exactly. And staying on the offensive line theme, we got we knew a guy by the name of Van Williams from while missing. We, there's a, Isn't there another football player, pretty good player that came out of that school, Dusty, an offensive lineman? I, I can't remember the name. A uh, few years back, ended up in the NFL. Well,
0: I'll, I'll tell you what. This player that you're referring to, former player, washed up, totally washed up player, um, was cited in J. Van Williams' uh, commitment
1: <laughs> graphic.
0: So there, there you go.
1: Yes, he was. We are, of course, referring to our buddy Ross Tucker, part of the KSN team. And he had been advising J. Van Williams, who's an offensive lineman, very good offensive lineman, a four-star player. Um, He's been high on Penn State's recruiting list, and he surprised everyone by coming out. I'm not sure it was expected this soon, but he made his commitment to Penn State. And a quick aside, Dustin couple weeks ago this topic came up and Ross said he was advising him and when we came back I said well Ross we know who to blame if he doesn't go to Penn State right and he was like oh, I I knew that's what you were gonna say but anyway very good player very good commit and he adds to that offensive line contingent they're building for 23.
0: Yeah I mean I don't know enough about You know, projecting offensive line prospects. I mean, a lot of people swing and miss along the offensive line and and aren't quite sure how guys are going to project. But I will say this, you know, among the guys who have committed most recently – J. Ben Williams is by far the most exciting prospect of that group. Just the way that his frame looks, just the way that he's able to move. You know, he's a really, really natural athlete for being such a big guy. Um, he, he, he's a guy who can, you, you look at him and you watch him play and you watch him move and you can forecast him being a difference maker. You don't really, you don't look at him and forecast, hey, maybe he could someday start for Penn State. This is a guy you can look at. And if he develops properly, you can look at him and say, this is not, just a potential starter down the line this is a guy who can be a difference maker up front who can play with physicality who can mirror pass rushers he's a big athlete Uh, he's built very very well with broad shoulders I mean he's a lot of the things that you want in an offensive lineman no disrespect to a lot of these other guys Vega Ione you know guys like that um but this is a this is a player who has some very very projectable skills and I think Penn State needed a guy just like this, especially when you couple him up with Alex Birchmeyer in the next class, and you have two guys who are true blue chip players, and I think one thing you can say about Penn State, you can look at how they develop guys, but I think you can look at, at the types of guys that they've signed, and they just haven't had a lot of players under James Franklin along the offensive line who were even close to being in that can't-miss category. J. Williams is at least close to being in that can't-miss category. He's got some ways to go, and he is, you know, a, a fast riser and there is some rawness I'm sure to his game but um, he's a guy athletically who can who can maybe play
1: on Sunday someday. And it's a situation at offensive line you're right you uh, there's a lot of misses there but I'll take my chances with these blue chip guys give me as many of those as we can get and I'll take my chances there and as you mentioned Birchmeyer and J. Ben Williams that gives them two real bluest of blue chip type players for the offensive line. Something to get excited about. All right, let's go back, Dustin, to some players who've been around and even moving on from Penn State. The Senior Bowl was this past weekend. And you make your name more in the practices at the Senior Bowl than you do the actual game itself. And uh, Jesse Located did a pretty good job. Impressing, didn't he?
0: And I think, I think, Pro personnel people are going to love the physical chip on his shoulder, the way that he plays aggressively. I think his size stacks up. And I know for me, as, we, as we're kind of reflecting on his career, I spent a lot of Jesse Lucchetta's four years at Penn State uh, focused on what he's not able to do. And I think a lot of people probably fall into that category. Now you're starting to see more and more what he is capable of doing. He found a more natural home. I think he belongs up front along the defensive line where his aggression and his speed and quickness all translate a little bit better. I think he's got a chance to be a very, very good pro. And this was a a great first statement that he made uh, down at the Senior Bowl.
1: Probably made himself a few dollars down there, which is which is great. you got to be happy for him. Hope he does well at at the next level. All right, Dustin, that's it for quarter number one in the news. Next segment, we're gonna take a little bit different look at the class of 22. You wanna stay tuned for that.
0: This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labat hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labat hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.